Oh, oh, oh. 
It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Verzeihen, das hat passiert mit dem Heiligen Meram Sheikh. Wenn der Heilige Meram Sheikh ist gewesen ein Ingebuche, hat er gehabt, gut einen schwachen Kopf zum Leben. Ist gewesen ein Tuch, und der Meram Sheikh hat sich sehr geplockt, sich versteinert und gemordet. Ist er gegangen in der Winkel, in ungeheuren Stadt zu weinen. Er geweint in Gebeten der römischen Leute, als er so keine Versteinert heute. Und als er geweint, ist er es angeschlossen. Wie nur wenn er am Schiff hat sich bewegt, hat er gespielt, als ein Gebet ist ungenehm geworden. Samoy hat sich plötzlich geöffnet, mit Jungen zu steigen, zu steigen, bis er ist ausgewachsen, der Heilige war am Schiff. Wegen dem Kairer, Brüder, wenn es ist dir eng, mit einer Schumme bängt, rede ich aus deinem Herzen, Tat mir nicht mehr. Ich schrei, Barry Weber, it's 10B Koach from the CD entitled Vaharev. Before that, the Breslov Bar Band with Ani Ohevet HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yoni Shlomo had Achtov, Bechay Echon, done by Shlomo Katz. Ari Goldwag, brand new with Take Me Home off his English album. And the Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Thursday on this January 8th, and it's freezing. <laughs> 17th day in the month of Teves. The year 5775, Tough Shinai and Hay, it is cold out there. Four degrees officially, 11 is the wind chill with 51% humidity, winds are west at 11 miles an hour. Sunny today with a high of 22, then tonight mostly cloudy, low 18. Tomorrow, morning snow showers and a high temperature of 32 degrees. Yerushalayim's at 45, hard to figure out if it's snowing or raining or sleeting there at the moment. It seems that the temperatures have not dropped there the way they were originally expected, but they are uh, going to have, if they're not having right now, some precipitation today and tomorrow. So you could have a little bit of snow still in Yerushalayim. Uh, right now we're at 4. Yerushalayim at 45. We're at 4 
here in Jersey City. I just love saying that. I hate experiencing it, but I love saying it. Four degrees here in Jersey City at JM in the AM. My gosh, unbelievable. Great programming on our stream all day long at jmintheam.org. We'll go through that a little later on. Some great shows today that will be presented. Uh, so you'll have your opportunity to hear that. And uh, we recommend you uh, install the NSN app, Nahum Siegel Network app, for iPhone and for Android. Makes listening really easy. Makes accessing our archives really easy. Makes commenting really easy. Um, you'll have a chance uh, during any program to comment by using the home screen of the app. Makes it very, very convenient. JM in the AM on a Thursday morning broadcast. Tomorrow, of course, we'll do our weekly update. Make sure you're tuned in for that. Plenty more coming up, including this from Cantor Moshe Kusevitsky. Oh! 
Before that, Shevis Achim with Horeini. Emena Neely Mealy, brand new with Benny Friedman, Moshe Yes, and Torah Tziva. Baruch Levine had Toda, the great cantor Moshe Kutsovitsky with Anenu. Thursday morning, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Special welcome to those tuned in on the NSN app, the Nahum Single Network app available for iPhone and Android. We're on the stream all day long at jmnam.org and, of course, on the app as well. Make sure to join us. Thursday always means incredible programming. We'll give you a rundown later of everything that's available. Uh, today on our stream at jmandtheam.org. News from Israel coming up. Gali Tzal in the background. We'll talk about what happened in France yesterday. Henry Stimler is scheduled to join us. He uh, has a great deal to say about the situation in Europe. He's, of course, from Great Britain. He'll be coming into our studio here at JM and the AM. And did it ever really snow in Yerushalayim? We'll find out in the 8 o'clock hour. <laughs> Gali Tzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam in the AM. Galitzal Asha Stein, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, in Mashkore Akshav, Betzarfat Medavim Shutru Mevatsea Tevach, Bemisrade, Charlie Ebdo, Beparis, Katavtenu Noam Dahan. Mekorot Mishara Mekomit, Sutetu Besoknut Ediot AFP, Kiamim Shamehablim in Tsubit von Sarfat, Lashamli Netula Harapigua, Halaila Mehabela Shishi, Sgirat at Smolhota Bitahon, Mekabil Nidaka Kesher Shel Takrit Hayeri Bidrom Paris, Shera Boker La Pigua Besherli Ebdo, Basha Harona Metamitzea, Shotera. נפגעה, מצבו של הפצוע הנוסף עדיין מוגדר קשה. 
מנהיגי המחנה הציוני יצחק בוז'י הרצוג וציפי לבני שוחחו היום עם שר החוץ של צרפת לורן פביוס בעקבות הפיגוע. כתבתנו עפרי אשל שמע את לבני. היום כולנו שרלי, אמרה לבני בצרפתית, כפי שקוראים ביממה האחרונה ברשת וברחובות פריז, והוסיפה, אנחנו צריכים להביע את השתתפותנו בצער ולהילחם יחד בטרור. הותר לפרסום שמו של הנער בן ה-14 שנרצח אמש בחולון עם הפרטים כתבתנו שרון פולבר. הנרצח הוא יוסף זוהר בן 14 מחולון המוכר למשטרה מתחום עבירות הרכוש. הותר אמש בגינה ציבורית ברחוב התנאים בעיר כשהוא דקור בצווארו. צוות מגן דוד אדום נאלץ לקבוע את מותו בזירה. שלושה נערים שהיו בסמוך עוכבו לחקירה אך שוחררו במהלך הלילה. צוות חקירה מיוחד הוקם במרחב איילון לבחינת נסיבות האירוע. החשבת הכללית באוצר דורשת לכנס אספת בעלי מניות בבנק לאומי. כתבתנו יונה לייבזון. החשבת הכללית באוצר מיכל עבדי בויאנשו שלחה מכתב ליושב ראש הבנק דוד ברודט, ובו נכתב בהמשך לפשרה אליו הגיע הבנק לתשלום קנס של מיליארד וארבע מאות מיליון שקלים תמורת הודעה בסיוע להלימס בארצות הברית, כי יש לכנס אספה כללית של בעלי המניות בהם נמנית גם מדינת ישראל. מבקשכם, כותבת מיכל עבדי בויאנג'ו, כי בטרם יחתום הבנק על ההסכם, תכונס האספה הכללית לאישור ההסכם על פי ההוראות. בשיא החורף, בדיקה של כתבנו ישי שנר מגלה, התאונים בישראל הרבה יותר יקרים מבעולם. מחיר תה ירוק בארץ מגיע ל-88 אגורות לתיון, בעוד שבאמסטרדם המחיר לאותו המותג הוא 28 אגורות, בארצות הברית 34 אגורות, ובאנגליה המחיר של 16 אגורות לשקיק. רק תה שחור רגיל עולה בארץ כ-15 אגורות לשקיק, בדומה למחירים בחו"ל. והתחזית גם מחר יוסיף לרדת גשם מדי פעם מהצפון ועד הנגב, שלג צפוי בעיקר בהרי המרכז והר הנגב, בכל הארץ קר מהרגיל. ולסיום, בעוד שבירושלים מאוכזבים שהעיר לא נצבעה לגמרי בלבן, בגוש עציון מלחמות השלג בעיצומן גם היום. את הקולות הביא כתבנו שמואל מוניץ. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
morning it's jm in the am that's avramo of course avram freed with bench here at jm in the am before that simcha liner who'll be on stage sunday night as part of that amazing ensemble at hesk 
with Shebuchol off of the Pischili CD. Four degrees outside. <laughs> if you're wondering, at least in Jersey City, it's four. I don't know what it is in New York City. What is the weather in Manhattan right now? Can't be that much warmer than four. The wind chill here at minus 11. Oh, it's officially 10 in Manhattan? Wow. It's officially 10 degrees in Manhattan. They've got a heat wave going on on the other side of the Hudson River. Uh, we're at four with a wind chill of 11. 51% humidity. Sunny today with a high 22. Gosh. Clouds tonight, low 18. Tomorrow morning, snow showers, a high temperature 32 degrees. Yerushalayim's at 45. We're at four in Jersey City here at JM and the AM. My gosh. Unbelievable. I noticed that our friends at our mayor of Bracha and Yerushalayim, oh, maybe this is weather-related. Maybe they have an emergency there today because it's uh, rough weather in Yerushalayim these last couple of days. Uh, we're requesting our donors to assist us in a very special case. No, it doesn't look like it's weather-related. It is a young boy who's turning 13, celebrating his bar mitzvah. His father was killed during a terrorist attack while his mother was expecting the uh, folks at Armeo Bracha want to provide him with a hat, suit, shoes, and a very nice party as well. Uh, anybody who would like to... Um... Oh, this is nice. They actually have a, a list with a exact cost of what everything costs for the um, for the event to take place. Very nice. You can go to the Armeo Bracha website and to make a donation for their specific bar mitzvah fund. Or, of course, uh, for the fact that even in this rough weather, they were packing uh, food baskets today, Thursday, January the 8th, and doing quite a job at it. <laughs> They're pretty amazing. Uh, it's terror-victims.org.il, terror-victims.org.il. That's how you support the work of Leo Teji and Orme Ubracha in Yerushalayim. JM and the AM at a quarter after 7 o'clock. Excuse me. want to remind everybody that uh, there's great programming on our stream all day long at jmnam.org and on the NSN app for Android and um, iPhone. If you don't have it installed on your Android or iPhone, please make sure to do so as soon as possible. Uh, coming up at the 9 a.m., it's Charlie Harari with the boardroom. He'll be on between 9 and 10. At 10 o'clock this morning, Jew in the City, Allison Josephs. Jew in the City Speaks, 10 o'clock today, with Mike and Yoni, founders of Sharing Seats, a not-for-profit that provides sick and underprivileged children event tickets that may otherwise go unused. What a great, great concept. So Mike and Yoni are going to be the guests of uh, Jew in the City Speaks today. Starting at 10 o'clock, Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life. The OU job board, Srilly Rosner, they've got their big job fair February the 5th. He'll join Miriam, and they'll talk about the fair, how it's not too late to start a second career, and how to dress for your first interview. That's at 10.30. I'll do the live lunch at 11. And then Leora Zamek has a stunt show at 1 o'clock. Um, <laughs> this is a great uh, stunt show, a great show for uh, the first Thursday well, the first full Thursday, non-legal holiday Thursday of 2015. Uh, she'll speak to nutritionist Atara Weisberger and coach Claire Kestenbaum on the topic of New Year's resolutions to bring in 2015. 
That should be very interesting. And finally, Michael Fragan is back with Spin Class tonight, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmandtheam.org. And if you love politics, you're going to love tonight's show. Tonight on Spin Class, Maggie Haberman of Politico, they'll discuss national politics. Bill Mahoney of Capitol New York on Albany politics and a special feature regarding the upcoming Staten Island congressional race. Democratic consultant Michael Tobman, Republican consultant O.B. Murray, they'll be together with Michael Fragan tonight. It's all between 6 and 7 on our stream, jmandtheam.org, on the NSN app for iPhone and Android. He always, you know what I think of his shows. His shows are unbelievable, especially, I mean, if you love politics, his shows are incredible. Uh, but tonight looks like it's going to be extra special. It's brand new. It's live. It's uh, going to be a wonderful presentation. So if you're into politics, make sure you check out Michael Fragan in Spin Class, 6 p.m. every single Thursday night. I want to remind everybody our tour to Israel has been announced. The day after Tisha B'Av is when it leaves. Get all the information about traveling to Israel with us and Keshet Tours and Ariel Tours. It's happening July the 27th, an amazing adventure in the state of Israel. Uh, as only we can do it because we include broadcasts and a whole bunch of special stuff. Uh, go to the photo at the top of NahumSiegel.com of me in front of uh, Marat HaMach Click on that photo. You'll see all the details regarding the trip to Israel. I certainly hope you'll join us. More coming up. It's JM in the AM, and this comes from Mordechai Ben David.
Thursday morning, Yaakov Shweki, he'll be there headlining this coming Sunday night at the Big Hass Concert. Everyone's looking forward to that. Uh, Hassconcert.com to find out if anything remains for Sunday night. Want to say hi to everybody in Atlanta, Georgia. Our friends from the Kitchen Click are down there enjoying Southern hospitality. And according to what they write on our app, it's 10 degrees down there in Atlanta. Is that possible? Wow. 
Uh, they're going to be coming back to New York with lots of new products, and we say good morning to them and thank everybody from around the country and around the world who's listening in on the NSN app. Mazal tov to the Mezi and Salb families. Sari and Yitzchak David uh, were married last night in Brooklyn, New York, a wonderful celebration. Again, Mazal tov to uh, Panina and Rabbi Daniel Mezi and the entire Mezi and Sif families from all of us here at um, JM in the AM. Just a beautiful, wonderful wedding. Saw Lipa there last night, yeah. Lipa was there last evening at the uh, big celebration. Uh, a couple of things. want to remind everybody that the, um, the Shoot for Shalom basketball tournament is happening on February the 8th at the Monroe Sports Center in Monroe, New Jersey. Rabbi Merkin and Leon Goldenberg were in earlier this week to discuss this. If you haven't yet registered, if you haven't formed your team and gotten ready to participate to support two amazing, amazing schools and communities, not just the schools as we always point out, shootforshalom.com. The four is the number four. Shootforshalom.com for information on that. And your help... um, and believe me, is much appreciated. Amuna of America's Brooklyn region, and I'm told the Hirsch family is behind this. When I heard that, I said I'm going to announce it a few more times. We love the uh, Hirsch family and the Views magazine, and they do such amazing work. Anyway, Amuna of America's Brooklyn region has a cabaret night with Eitan Katz and comedian Avi Lieberman this coming Saturday night. Cocktail hour starts 7.30 with fabulous boutiques, the buffet dinner and show at 9 p.m. all at the Kingsway Jewish Center in Brooklyn this coming Saturday night to benefit Amuna. Uh, 718-253-3692. 718-253-3692. That's this coming Saturday night. And um, we encourage everybody to go, attend, and enjoy. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in the Pasuk, Shabbos Hil Hashem, Bechomosh Vosechem. Bechomosh Vosechem means that it should be Shabbos in all the places where people dwell. The Mepharshim asks the question, what exactly is the Lashon or the language that the Torah employs, Bechomosh Vosechem, in all places where they live? It's explained that in every possible place where Yidin are, they have to try to bring the Kedusha, the holiness of Shabbos, to that particular place. Not to be satisfied that only a chalik of B'nai Yisrael are Shomer Shabbos, or observe the Shabbos. B'chomosh v'sechem, one is responsible to reach out to all territories. In Mesecha Shabbos, in the Talmud, we read Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said, Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, El Mishamrin Yisrael, if the Jews would only honor Shte Shabbosos, two Shabbosos, Kiel Choson, according to the law, Miyad Nigalim, immediately we would be redeemed. It is the obligation according to the Yalkut Peninim, that every person in Klal Yisrael is not only Shomer Shabbos himself, but also to be Shomer Shtei Shabbosos, 
his own, and his friends. We have the obligation to expend effort that others should also guard the Shabbos. One who guards the Shabbos influences that others will in turn also guard the Shabbos. The schusa rabim, or the merit of the masses, is his. His sins are forgiven. That is what the Pasuk means. Es Shabsosai Tishmaru. It's talking about the two Shabbosos that a person has to guard. When we'll recognize our obligation to ensure the survival of Yiddishkeit, then we will be Zoycha or merit the Geula, the redemption. We learn in the Talmud Masecha Shabbos, Om Rav Chizda Amamar Ukba. Rav Chizda said in the name of Mar Ukva, if a person prays on Shabbos evening and says Vayichulu, he merits the blessing of the two Malachim, the two angels who place their hands on his head, and they say, your sins are taken away. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
بازم به خال دار و دار
Jam in the AM with Yoel's Nigun from Zusha. Shlomo Katz before that brand new Chua Sum off the Likrat Shabbat CD. Simcha Liner, he'll be on stage Sunday night at Ask with the Simcha song off of the uh, CD Pischi Lee. Thursday morning, it's JM in the AM. Henry Stimler scheduled to join us this hour. We'll check out what's happening in Yerushalayim with Alex Herman in hour number three this morning. He's at the Inbal Hotel. He'll let us know if there's any snowflakes on the ground. want to thank listener Simon and wish a mazel tov to Barry and Simon Jacob in West Orange, New Jersey. He sent me a photo of his brand new grandson, Shalom Yisrael. What a beautiful name for these times especially. Kane Yerbu is right. Simon writes Kane Yerbu. He also sent me a photo of snow in Yerushalayim. So, yes, there was definitely some snow, that's for sure. Although with Simon, I don't know. He may have taken a... Uh, a clandestine trip to uh, Stay Road during his visit. Maybe this is from Snow and Stay Road. That's a good inside joke for those who know about the um, Stay Road video where Simon went completely, completely behind all of our backs for a special trip to Stay Road to record the dinner video, which is pretty cool. Anyway, he writes he's back in Galut, but he did experience Jerusalem snow and the very cold blowing wind. So you should be used to this, Simon. Yeah. Four degrees here in the uh, New Jersey area. You should be used to it after being in those uh, treacherous conditions in the Holy City. JM and the AM at a quarter before 8 o'clock on this Thursday. Plenty on our stream all day long at jmandtheam.org and on the NSN app. Check out the app on both Android and uh, an iPhone. We call it NSN, Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, it's the boardroom with Charlie Harari. He's always got great stuff. That's between 9 and 10. 10 o'clock, Jew in the City speaks. Allison Joseph speaks to Mike Dube and Yoni Greenstein, founders of Sharing Seats, a non-for-profit which provides sick and underprivileged children event tickets that may otherwise go unused. Great concept. 10.30, it's Miriam Alwalek with uh, the OU Job Board, Strilly Rosner. Their event is February 5th. They'll talk about starting a second career and how to dress for your first interview. All that and more. That's That's Life starting at 10.30 this morning. At 1 o'clock, Leora Zamek is going to be doing what we call a stun show. And the stun today is a discussion with um, nutritionist Atara Weisberger and life coach Claire Kirschenbaum on the topic of New Year's resolutions and bringing in the new year. And finally, tonight at 6 p.m., Michael Fragan is back. Spin Class is one of the best political roundtable shows out there. It really is amazing. I'm so proud that we have it. And Michael Fragan will discuss national politics with Maggie Haberman of Politico, Albany politics with Bill Mahoney of Capitol New York, and a special feature on the upcoming Staten Island congressional race. This will be very interesting to our listeners out in Staten Island, and New Yorkers in general. Uh, Democratic consultant Michael Tobman, Republican consultant O.B. Murray, they will discuss this congressional race on Staten Island for Michael Grimm's seat. That should be a very interesting discussion. So that's all tonight between 6 and 7 with Michael Fragan on the stream, jmnam.org, on the NSN app. Check it out. 13 minutes before 8 o'clock. Good morning. It's JM in the AM. This comes from the Iron Teitelbaum Orchestra featuring Yummy Lowy.
לי אבי, כי חטאתי לך, וחול לי על כל פשעי. גם בימים ששכחתי אותך, היית תמיד בחיי. בכל הדרכים שהלכתי בעצם, היית לי נר לרגליו. היית עיוור, לא ראיתי מאפר, מה שהביטו שקשה לפעמים, גם אז אלוקים, אתה לעולם לא רחוק. מלך מלכי המלכים, תודה על חיים, על עושר הרבה יצחו. גם שקשה לפעמים, גם אז אלוקים, אתה לעולם לא בדרכי חשוכה, פתחתי בך אלוקיי. חצי שני על בחור וילדה, תודה גם על עושר בלי די. תודה על חגים, על שבת ששומרת, שלא ייגמר לעולם. כל יום שעובר בדרכי לגן עדן, שיביתי אותך קשה לפעמים, גם אז אלוקים, אתה לעולם לא רחוק. מלך מלכי המלכים, תודה על חיים, על עושר הבכי על צחוק. גם שקשה לפעמים, גם אז אלוקים, אתה לעולם לא רחוק. 
let me pray, let me pray, just one prayer. Hashem, let me sing just one song. Hashem, let me live till the great morning comes, when the whole world will sing just one Oh, you know, oh, you know, oh, you know. 
JM in the AM wrapping up the hour with uh, Yaeli Greenfeld from the sheer double uh, CD from Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz. Elokine Neshama. Yehuda Green, Anabakoach. It's brand new. A lot of people want to know where to find that. It's a very, very big favorite, that Anabakoach. It's on the brand new Barcheni CD from Yehuda Green. And you heard Yummy Lowy with the Iron Teitelbaum Orchestra with Melech Malchei Hamlachim. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. And this is, of course, around the world at jmandtheam.org. We welcome those who are listening on the NSN app. You may want to comment, especially on what you're going to hear over the next few minutes on the NSN app. You have the ability to do so by heading to the home screen of our NSN app and just uh, hitting the area that says add a comment. Well, we introduced Henry Stimler to this audience a while back. And the most recently, you can, if you search his name, you'll see his uh, political commentary and his opinion in places like the Algeminer, Times of Israel, Expat Nation. And uh, he uh, describes himself, and uh, we do as well, as a businessman, an entrepreneur, a historian, somebody who's European educated and has a very interesting perspective, and in many ways a straightforward perspective of what's happening on the European continent these days. Henry Stimler, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good morning. Nice to have you. Move a drop closer. There you go. So here we are in yet another terror-filled situation on the continent of Europe. Yes. And um, uh, what's interesting about the whole thing is that the, the world reaction is so diverse. So many things going on from news outlets that don't want to show cartoons now, and they feel that's the best way to handle it. Obviously, to the other extreme, people taking to the streets and showing solidarity with those who were so brutally murdered. What was your reaction when you heard what happened in Paris yesterday? Um, the first thing I thought was that it can definitely not be uh, a random act, like a random lone attack. I felt this was very well planned out, very th- well thought out, very patient attack. You know, there hadn't been a, a very bad cartoon since uh, for quite a while that had really offended the Muslim community. So it was a few years had gone past since the riots over Muhammad being pushed by a Hasidic Jew. That was what started the How insane. long ago was that? I think it was in 2000 and I think it was two, three years ago. I'm not quite sure. So this was very patient attack, not scared to go up against police, looked like moves with military training. So it, it was something different. It wasn't just a car ramming into passengers. It was also a very political target, hitting free speech, uh, hitting the press. Of course, the press is going to be up in arms about it. But I think we, we lose sight of the much larger picture with these attacks. And, and what it is, if you look throughout the history of these terrorist attacks, they're very sporadic. And they never double down. Very rarely will they double down. They'll hit one country, and then there'll be a period of silence, and then they'll hit another country in a completely different region. Like it will start with an attack in Europe, and then they'll hit somewhere in North Africa or somewhere in the Middle East. They don't double down because they know if they keep on needling the bear, then a reaction has to happen and something greater has to come about of it. And they know they can't have that. So they hit, they cause this tremendous... Uh, anguish for people, but then they they go away, and so they're the faceless enemy. But you're 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 describing then a very well coordinated international effort. Oh, absolutely. And you'd be linking, including Australia and the oh. cafe, and all this together. No, I wouldn't, because those two random acts seem like random 
uh, insane people picking up the words of, right. of the prophet. So they're Muhammad. related, but they're, but they're, they're related through, ide- they were through ideology, right. through an ideology, right. through, through, through a misjudged ideology that's a very violent ideology. But I don't think they have anything connection to here. I think this was something that had a connection more to 9-11-7-7, something that was very well planned out, very well executed. They had three pitch running battles with police. They shot police. Another policewoman has died today right. of her injuries yesterday. They weren't scared to go in and take on quite a, a, a target, a police protected target. Most people see a police car and they'll say, alright, we'll, we'll hit something lighter. But this, this was very well coordinated, very well planned out. But you won't see anything like this for a while now. They'll wait for the floor to die down because they don't want to create something they can't control. I think that's the strategy and I think that's what's working so well for them. But if we, if we would list terror attacks in just in France over the last few months we'd have we'd, ha- we'd have a comprehensive list wouldn't we we'd have three we'd have this right. two attacks but two lone star attacks that will the press will will push off and say is mentally mental people rightfully or not who knows? You must say that someone who doesn't perpetuate such a crime can't be sound of mind, sound of body. Or he's either incredibly brainwashed and incredibly crazy. So to so ram a car into a, into a pedestrian audience doesn't seem like a well-thought-out planned action which takes money and guns. This yesterday, they had a rocket-propelled grenade launcher in right. a country that has very few weapons. They came in with an RPG. So where do they get that from? Right. This has been... A- and acted in a military fashion. Correct, correct. and be- moved, be- in, moved in a right. military way. Moved e- in a military e- way. Right, correct. Even, even the way they meandered back to to the yeah, car seemed yeah. like they were in military control. And, and if you look at history, and, and, and history is a great barometer for the future, you'll see that for any country to really shrug off the, the inability of isolation, not really doing anything, it needs a sustained perpetual attack. America, before the Second World War, lived in a, a wonderful isolationist place. Correct. They didn't want to get involved. Correct. It took Pearl Harbor to motivate them to get involved. It took Churchill to come and talk to them. Till, but they'd seen what the Nazis were doing all the time. They right. said the terrible things right. that the, the yeah, fascists the had done. kids today don't realize how long it took for the it took, US it took to get It a long, right. long time. So it's going to take the world a long, long time to marshal and do something about this. Till then, you're fighting a very faceless enemy. An enemy that you can't really fight with because they'll just drift back and go back under the covers and wait again, and then another cell will open up. This is a very difficult right. fight. It, that we're fighting. Is, is it winnable then? I mean, we we knew where Normandy was. We we knew where to land in Europe I, I and think, where to start the attack. I what do we do now? This, this is it's completely different, and this is very much to do with with Europe's open borders. So you actually have the enemy within. It is no longer right. a border. You've got right. the enemy living in Paris, right. living in London, living, and in, one could argue living in New York. Correct. Right. Well, I don't think it's really. Affected okay, America that much, right. but but so and also you don't really have the the players on the international stage that will propel us there. You've got lots of moving parts. There's lots of anonymous clouds in the horizon. You know, you've got Turkey making a lot of noise. You've got Iran. You've got lots of different players, but the characters haven't been set yet. It's coming. Something is coming. We're, we're heading towards some sort of 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 collision course, unless. There is major reform. I think we have to discuss this. We have, faith, we have respect for all religions, be it Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, whatever it is. But the conversation has to change to there really needs to be reform. There really needs to be modernization and change. And that seems to be the antithesis of what people want to do. They don't want to have that conversation. They'll all all the, the, the Muslim preachers will come out and say, this is not Islam right. and this is not us and we haven't done this and the people who do this are not in the name of God. But ultimately, they won't address the real core issue that in the Quran, the book that you live by, there are certain rules that apply to the Middle Ages that no longer apply today. And I understand you can't change something, but then you have to make fatwas to modernize the book. The right. first part of the book 
is very full of love and peace. The second part is full of, yes. But when such a high percentage, and this goes back to the... um, to the uh, significant minority issue, I forgot. I forgot what they call it in that uh, famous discussion uh, about you know that the majority of, of Muslims are in fact peace loving and you know like the like the rest of people etc. But but they are essentially irrelevant, right? They correct. are. I mean, they co- don't make a difference. Correct. So so if, and, and if silence, in fact silence is capitulation. So one second. So yes. if in fact five percent, ten percent, twenty percent, or one percent of a specific religion is as radical as these terrorists and others would lead us to believe they are, what makes you think that? That they could sit down and start to discuss accepting change or making some type of drastic, you know, wholesale change that will apply to all of these radical people. It's going to be very, very difficult. Um, CC, is it possible? I think everything's possible. And you've got, you have to understand that if, it's, if there is no change, then the world is set on a collision course between two totally different ideologies. The ideology of, of, of a fascist ideology, which seems to be a fascist ideology, preaching a master race and world domination and complete right. control and Sharia law, versus the, the, the democracy, freedom, light, happiness. So uh, freedom of religion, freedom of speech. So if they don't change the trajectory, then there will be a large explosion. It's going to come. It only takes, for every reaction, for every action, there's a reaction. Now, what is this going to cause? We're going to see a, a tremendous popularity of the right wing in, in Germany, for example. Two days ago, you saw 70,000 right. people march through Brandenburg Gate shouting at Salafists. You know, so it, I think Germany will be the first, even with their, their history, they will be the first to rise up against this invasion of their culture, of their nationalistic pride. And that will be a very adverse reaction. Marie Le Pen will come into power in France. And, that, and if you have the right wing coming into power, you've got these two opposing forces. They're going to smash head on. But what happens when the right wing is in power in places like Germany and France? Let's take your prediction for a moment, you know, as fact. Uh, when you're dealing with a population, I don't. Maybe you could tell us the percentages. What percentage of French and German populations today, you know, have Muslim roots? Well, it's very large. In France, you've got about five million just in Paris alone. I think you've got. I think the and what's the total population of France? It's uh, it's. 40, 50 million. So, I mean... It's a small, it's, it's not a massive number. One could say that's small, but, but also but, but, one could say it's is, rather significant. But let's, let's just look forward, look into the future if we can and, and kind of see where it'd go. So, so let's say you have a, a, a rise of the far right, right wing. You have a radical, very tough, very strong, anti-religion, anti-Islamist uh, power coming, into, coming into, into government. And they will go and try and impose their will and their doctrine on these people, it's going to create a tremendous clash. And then you've got Turkey, who Edwin thinks he's the protector of the, of, the, right. of the people, taking them back to Ottoman era, that will stand up. And then you've got Khomeini in Iran. And, and something will... If the, the biggest advantage we've had over this, this horrible doctrine has been the lack of cohesiveness from different Muslim countries. To the outsider, it looks like they are pretty cohesive, frankly. <laughs> but they're not. They're, they're a very fractured people. Sunni, Shia, Yazidis, uh, Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, ISIS Al-Nusra. You know, they keep on... It's like the head of the atom keeps on splitting. From one comes another one, comes another one, comes another one. Each, each one more radical than the other with very little... Coordination between all of them, but if something was to unite them, something which is always scary, which hasn't happened since uh, the Yom Kippur War, which was the last time two Arab countries worked together in an attack, which was Syria and Egypt. Before that was the Six Day War, which right. again, which was a disaster. But since then, they're a very fractured people. So let's say something would pull them all under one umbrella. They're a ferociously scary thing to go against. So we have to stop that trajectory head on. And the way to do that is to bring up the question of 
change, of modernization. And that has to come from the politicians, the leaders, which is, again, something very difficult because the leaders of Arab countries and the leaders of modern countries are not the most enlightened. Yeah, you know? I don't think they would have any interest in it. That they I, think, I think Sisi from Egypt uh, just gave, a, gave a speech saying that we have to reform, right. that we have to but, look into these laws. But Egypt always seems to be the exception when it comes to And he's to also this. trying to cement his, his power by getting rid of the Islam, uh, Islamic Brotherhood. Right. It's a very, very difficult thing. It's not an easy thing, but, but, but also but it's a mindset. But is that the only solution? In other words, if we go ahead and, you know, it's funny, a moment ago, Henry Stimler is here. A moment ago, you mentioned <laughs> that, that you don't look at New York at the moment as part of this whole terror target picture, which we could argue back and forth. Yeah, I mean, 2011, of course. Yeah, I mean, there have been, there've been uh, yeah, the Boston bombing, of course, have been different. You mean 9-11? 9-11, right. sorry, yeah. I mean, 2001. Right, 2001. But, but, no, but, even with, but I'm saying today, today, we could, we, even today, one can make the argument, if you're ready to take my position, that the Australia Cafe attack is in fact linked to this because of ideology, because of incitement, then of course we could bring some American episodes also into the whole uh, equation. Fort Hood, for instance, and others. I mean, you know, the, yes. they would also be caused. But let's say for a moment that, you know, the, the New York, for some reason, for whatever reason, you know, New York has not been hit by the same, um, you know, strain of terrorism that we've seen in Europe. Is it coming here? Is it, it? Don't you agree that especially with the ISIS attitude and the way we see people internationally joining the organization, that in fact we are going to be a legitimate target very, very soon? I think America is always a legitimate target, being the bastion of freedom and the protector of freedom. But I think what you said about ISIS is a very, very interesting point. I think even though ISIS poses a very small threat on the ground, what they have created is this wonderful, not wonderful, this terrible network of reaching younger, right. very great uh, recruitment, great recruitment, brilliant drive, great, right. very cool videos. And these two guys, they say, that did perpetuate this attack had been fighting in Iraq right. and Syria. So ISIS has propelled this ideology onto the masses through social media, and it's very, very dangerous. But again, you don't have a clear enemy in sight. It's very hard to fight an ideology. Right. See, I think you're, it, it, it feels like you're arguing my point. In other words, you're, you're, you're here. Here saying there's a solution to this, or there's a way to, you know, once these two. If we don't find a solution, we're heading for a, a third world war. I understand, but usually that is the solution. In other words, if you look at history and you said history is a good barometer, it is usually a world war or some war, some type of war that in fact does derail this type of. You know, the Cold War may be the exception. But uh, otherwise, usually these things come to a head, in fact, with yeah. war. Uh, after the Second World War, um, Nazi, Nazis disappeared. Right. 80 million right. Germans, and everyone said they had Jews. Correct. They couldn't find a single Nazi. They buried Correct. their uniforms and burnt them. Correct. And the whole ideology disappeared. Correct. This won't ever disappear. This will be a perpetual war for years and years to come unless there are fundamental changes within the doctrine of Islam. It's a, it's a good religion. So I'm sure it's got wonderful things, but there have to be significant changes. You know, people always say, oh, the Jewish Bible is full of violence and, right. and full of terrible things, which is and true. And pro-slavery. But, yeah, right, but, right. but it doesn't matter because we modernized right. the religion. Right, adjust, we've adjusted. adjusted. Right. Do you know, they didn't have a hot plate 300 right. years ago. Right. Do you know, they didn't have a Shabbos kettle. Right. You adjust and you, you keep on moving. But to keep a religion that was relevant in the 7th century as the law of the word today and to follow those archaic and, and crazy laws, which I'm sorry, crazy, but very, very right. kind of middle-aged laws, is a terrible problem which will cause us to have a head-on collision. So the people that are in charge, but you don't see these leaders, they're too scared to, to, to go against this massive rolling monster that is you can't criticize, you can't question. The word of, uh, of Muhammad is the final word. That makes conversation very, very difficult. So when Jews leave France and go to Israel now, 
it, it's likely not only because of fear, it's also because they don't see the hope that you might see down the road. One of the editors yesterday, the, the guest editor at this magazine has written a book where he, he has a, he puts France in the place where they have a Muslim majority and it's turned into a Sharia country because they went through the role of democracy. Right. They got, they had the majority, they voted in their, in their prime minister, and then he changed all the rules. A very controversial book. That's something that will definitely happen, you know. There's the population growth continues to grow and they continue to spread. This will happen. They will start to use democracy to an advantage. You look at a bus, he's right, finally figured out. Look, I can use, I can harness public yeah. opinion and go through the democratic channels. He, he's refined his propaganda Co machine. Correct, correct, correct. And he's seen, he's found a loophole. They've found a way to get in there. Mm -hmm. by, and that's what will happen ultimately in Europe if, if we don't reform, if we don't come to a... a, a place where we can both live happily together. But if we have these two opposing ideologies, one of freedom, one of harsh, strict laws in the name of a, of a god, then it, Europe will look like, a, like it did in 1945 uh, when it smoldered in, in dust and ashes. Henry Stimler is here. He's a businessman and entrepreneur. That's how we originally met him. He has written extensively for places like Algeminer, Expat Nation, Times of Israel on issues dealing with uh, Israel and its uh, neighbors, and of course uh, the situation that we're discussing now in terms of Islam and its place in this world. It is France, you're an observer, it's obvious from your accent where you're from, uh, you're an observer of what's going on in Europe. Is France now the hotbed of this terrorism and the most difficult place for Jews to live? How do you compare Germany, Spain, Italy, and of course your home country? How would you, how would you rank them, if you would? I think you see from it that the numbers never lie. They're just the, the most truthful barometer. And you That's see the data. The, the data. And you see just a, a, a somewhat, again, a mass exodus out of France. Right. 15,000 Jews went up by 55%. I believe they've had so many inquiries to leave the country. I think it's also got to do with the economy as well. France's economy is floundering. It's very Compared to other European countries? Compared to other European countries. Germany, on the other hand, is, is a very dominant force. Germany, we, we really have to look at and, and see where they're going because they're very strong. They're the, they're the, the powerhouse of the EU. Do you know, they've, they've achieved greatness again, a very strong... A financial force, and they've got a lot of anger in them because of what they call Salafists, they call Islam. Uh, that could metastasize and be something very, very scary. But for that to happen, you have to have the right players. You have to have the right personalities. Like in the Second World War, you had Roosevelt, Churchill, and, and Stalin, and, 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 uh, and Hitler. Here, we don't really have the players yet. It's going to take something very big for us to come to this culmination. But we are heading that way. We are, these little attacks will continue, 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 till the guys are all lined up and all the different parts of the chessboard line up for this great explosion. You have to look at Iran. It's interesting you think that's going to happen. I think, we, I think we're on that, that path, of course. Yeah. I don't know why these people would ever identify themselves or take credit for being the head of these, of these terror organizations, frankly. Because they think they're doing the right thing. They even ISIS. We've never even gotten an indication of who the clear leader or, 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 or board of directors is of ISIS. Yeah, we just have no clue at this point. Yep, Tell me about your home country. What's, what's happening there with the Jewish community? You've got UKIP uh, that's getting a lot of support and getting a lot of power. The anti-immigration body especially as they keep on doing as as Muslims in the name of Allah keep on doing these things if there is it will keep on pushing the popularity of these very fringe right-wing groups which will really upset the balance of power you have some radical people that will want to be in power and that will really affect the whole demographic of Europe is, Europe. is that why they avoid terror attacks in certain countries like and, and, they, and there may be less in England than in France, or that's not part of their calculation? I don't think it's part of their MO. I don't think they really care about that. I just think what I've seen, if you look at a pattern, they tend not to hit the same country multiple times. It's one and go. 
get underground, go hit another country, keep on keeping them scared, fractured, but never enough for them to come together and say, how do we combat this in a real way? How do we have the real conversation? What do you think of the news outlets that decided not to print those cartoons at this it's, point? It's very scary. Come on. Let, let, you know, it's very good to stand there and pretend and yell, you've got to be brave. But and they free. fly-bombed that building. They just shot 12 people. It's, it's not a, listen, it wasn't a wonderful thing that they did, you know, it's a caricature of, of their God. It, but from other religions, it would cause a lot of letters. It wouldn't cause people right. armed gunmen to come in. It may even cause a few demonstrations, yeah, but not violence. But not violence. So it, I can understand some people being scared, you know, the New York Times, who proclaims to be the greatest right. literary body of, of, of news. I can understand they don't want their lovely officers to be firebombed, so they're a little bit scared. I can understand that Fox News and these TV shows, these large conglomerates, it's, a, it's something to take into mind. But... Hitting, hitting the press should galvanize them and give them some hair on their chest to be able to stand together. It's, it's sad to see that they can't, that they haven't all made a unanimous stand against this and just had the balls to publish. And, and when you see the, uh, some people blame Israel for what happened yesterday, have you seen that, by uh, the way? Yeah, of course, too, too rabid. Right. It's, it's, it's nonsense. We can't turn this towards Israel. This, the last thing we want to do is bring Israel into this because Israel is the one thing that unifies these people. It unifies all the crazies under one banner. Let, let's leave Israel totally out of it. That's why. Is it, yeah, I'm sorry. That's why I think uh, the, the Palestinian problem is such an issue for them, because it's they, they feel that that's a real just cause. And if we fix the just cause, then all the other insanity will go away. Right. The Palestinians have a just cause, but it, that's they don't not, realize they that don't it's got nothing to do with just cause. It's got nothing to do with land. It's got nothing to do with homes and olive fields and, and all that. It's just an ideology. But Europe doesn't understand that. And uh, much to my chagrin, they keep on propelling and pushing this peace thing. And, and That was one of the things you wrote about, how not just peace, but you, you mentioned the BDS movement and how people in England and other areas you know, have used their own institutions to go against Israel. And, and, and you, your, your reaction sort of was, when you wrote about it, you know, d- do you want the entire region to look like Gaza? Do you want, you know, is this, is this something that, you know, you strive for? Yeah, to there, ha- there, in, I, I, wrote, uh, I wrote an article saying that, that when, you, when you champion a cause, you should want the cause to, to be for the good of humanity. Right. And and look at what we've got. You know, why would Palestine be the first democracy in the Middle East if no <laughs> others are a democracy? If they, and every time you've tried to, we've tried to impose democracies on Arab countries, it's been a terrible failure. Look at Yemen now, in complete disarray. Right. The, two, the, the elections in Egypt, the large Middle Eastern country, uh, being that he got pushed out by a, by a military coup. You know, that, that's a very big difference, I feel. Winston Churchill always used to say that... Uh, People love to work for the state. They love to be servants of the state. But I think the Arab mindset is they want to be masters of the state. And that's very difficult. So democracy doesn't work when you want to be a master. It only works when you want to be a servant to the people. So, so, yes, I champ. And I said, look at, look, just look at what the West Bank is and look at what Gaza is. What are, you, what are you championing? They're ill-equipped to deal with it. They can't build homes and hospitals and provide work. There's rampant corruption. And all of a sudden, you want to give them a state, and you'll have all the Lebanese refugees flood back into, into the West Bank, and they won't be able to handle that. They'll be just a disaster. They'll tear each other apart from the innards. But... Uh that's what that's what the world wants. That's what the world wants to see. Well, it's what they want because it's how they feel about Israel. Correct. It's their attitude about Israel yeah. that, that dictates. Yeah, and all, but also our narrative has changed. The Jewish people's narrative has changed tremendously over the last hundred years, and it's very difficult for the world to see that and understand that. You know, the the, the downtrodden Jew is no longer the downtrodden Jew. We are a very powerful country, a very powerful nation, and that's also very difficult for them to handle. And they they want to impose their will back on us because they're so used to imposing their will back right. on us. That's how it's been for thousands of years. Right. 
Right. We just said yes and nodded our head and we put our. And, as, right. as, e- even we expected. That's how common it is yeah. for two thousand years. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think Nachman Bialystok, the great poet, said, "said we we lay our head on the chopping block. It's here. Just take it." We did that for years, and all of a sudden we're changing that narrative, and that's very hard for for Europe to understand. And on top of that, I would say the narrative has changed even further over the last couple of years, where. Number one, Israel is so strong in terms of its economy, et cetera, which, which makes a difference. That's number one. But secondly, it's, it's fascinating to the outside observer how with all this going on, and we're talking about terror attacks and the hotbed of terrorism, and Israel, compared to the way they normally are when there are terror hotbeds, are sitting on the sidelines at the moment, or certainly more than you know when their intifada is going on and they're the target every single day. And, and, and I, I, it seems like the prime minister is sort of, you know, as active a role as he takes and as the government takes in the future of Israel, is sort of watching and observing to see the way things are going before making any decisions. I think that's smart. I think that's very clever. And these attacks may help our cause. I don't think they will. But if there is another one and another one, they keep perpetuating these things, then people will hopefully start to wake up. But I doubt that will happen. Again, as I said, from, from analyzing years and years of terrorist attacks, they know not to kick the hornet's nest enough to create... 9-11 was, was the one well-planned out attack that caused such a crazy reaction. The we big game two, changer. Yeah, it was a big game changer. Till then, there's no, been no real massive game changes. There was 9-11, 7-7. Right. But these were all part of one great plan. He wanted to propel this war. Uh, but now, I don't think they want that. But again, we've got to watch Turkey. We have to watch Iran. We have to watch the world oil because oil is a huge factor right now. America's allowed to export their oil. It's going to decimate the Middle Eastern economies. A lot of hungry, angry people could start marching for change or could start marching for war. You never know what you're going to get. But that's a huge, huge factor as the economies in the Middle East are no longer dominant factors because of America's oil. That's really going to change the, the geopolitical map as well. Wow. How do people access what you've written or maybe you want to give a Facebook? I'm a ferocious tweeter. So you can follow, you? Me, on, yes, follow me on Twitter. It's my name, Henry Stimler. And... Uh, and I also write a lot on my Facebook page as well. So, and I also publish quite a bit. And I'm, I'm writing a, an article now about that Europe is predominantly the sick child of the world. We have such a misconception. We think the Middle East is sick. Yeah. But it's not. That's just the way they've lived for years and years and years. If we would have left if, you know, under these tough dictatorships, tough leaders held into place, it's worked. That system has worked. Every time we're trying to impose democracy, it's been a disaster. But Europe, on the contrary, has always been the sick child of Europe from... The Crusades, the, the Habsburg, the First World War, the Second World War, it's always been the hotbed of, of, of right-wing fascism. So here we have two fascist ideologies that could come head-to-head. We've got the fascist ideology of fundamental terrorist Islam and the fundamental ideology of, of fascist nationalistic pride that could come and, and cause a real problem for us. But hasn't the fascist nationalistic pride segment really been watered down tremendously over the last many decades? But you, but you, yeah, of course, but you see it. You and see it, it can be revived? You see the snake emerging from, from his hell. You know, 17,000 to march in in. In, Hubs- in in Germany, you know. That's significant. That's huge because they've got such a horrible past and they, they've talked so much about And un- the French demonstrations from yesterday that the also The French were very you? peaceful. I, I must say, I'm not uh, a fan of the French. I'm, right. I've, I've never been a So not, not as, as no, passionate. They, as, they weren't militant. It wasn't right. a militant neo Nazi march. It was holding pens in the right. air, holding signs, I will not be afraid. It was more of a peaceful demonstration. But the, the marches in Germany have a very militant feel to them, very angry. You know, you've got these skinheads marching again under the banner of. National Socialism, and they've, they've done 17,000 people, and there were, there were marches all over Germany, and, and, and Angela Merkel is trying to stem that flow, but ultimately the people will decide, and this continues to rise, then you will see the most powerful country in Europe 
go back towards the way it went that left under 1945. It's, it's a little bit scary. I think we have to keep an eye on that. Very interesting. And you didn't mention Russia at all in all of this. I think Putin has enough problems right now. I don't think he's going to want to play on this stage. I think he's going to—he's fighting for his life right now. The devaluation of the ruble, oil—he—he's uh, he, got much bigger problems. And right are now. they a terror target, or as, just as much as anybody else? They have point? been. They've right. attacked the train station, forty Correct. police officers. I guess so. I think everybody's a terror target right. for these people. But I don't think I think this is not on his forefront of his mind. On the forefront of his mind right now is is uh, Obama's economic sanctions and uh, and how to put his country back on its feet. So once we see uh, places like Canada and Australia being terror targets, and again, you know my position, I would put them in the same category as the others. You may not. Uh, we see that everybody, in fact, is a terror target yeah. on this globe at this point. And I think also um, Obama doesn't fight the way we want him to fight, which I, I, I think we have to also touch on that as well. You know, a lot of people don't like him and say horrible things and say he's a terrible man. And, and uh, his, his record will speak for itself. But he fights. He uses money. Right. As, as, a, as a weapon, right. which is very smart. He doesn't want to put pe- feet on the ground. He doesn't right. want to put sh- soldiers on the, on, on the ground. And it's been somewhat effective. It's been somewhat effective. Right. You know, you can't knock it. And now they're talking about pulling funding from, from the PA, right. which will just crush the PA, which right. wouldn't be the best thing in the world either, for, for applying to the ICC. You know, they really never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. <laughs> it's so true what Abi even said. But this will just cause more problems. And then they'll think they'll, they'll make it up from, from Turkey and Qatar. We'll give them the money. But we know that's not true. Right. 4.5 the, billion those was pledged. Those pledges ain't coming through. And never came through the first time. <laughs> the second time or the third time you know <laughs> lie to me for me once as Bush said but they still think they'll get that they just don't they, leadership is what's really really missing in the Middle East and I think leadership is, is so key and they're missing those leaders Henry Stimler he's, uh, he's a writer a businessman an entrepreneur and an observer of what's happening in this world of ours uh, when you were on holiday did you go back to the old country or you just went on vacation no I was just in Florida that's it yeah Mm-hmm. Just went to Florida because you were in Great Britain at some point. I was, in the last yes, couple yes, of months, yes, 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 right? yes. Yeah, I went for my brother made bar mitzvah. There so you I went go. There, yeah. Mazel tov thank to you. you. Thank you, thank you. Very and much. a word about why American football is much better than soccer, or you're not touching on that this it's morning. Four hours long. <laughs> what is it? It's four hours long. So it gives you something to do for the whole <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> That's the reason. It's, it's a time. <laughs> that time. is the reason. No, 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 no. They're both, they're both equally. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Where, what do you think? Where do you think we're going with all of this? Do you think this will just be a perpetual, ongoing thing, or do you think we are heading to a clash? Do you see dark clouds? The horizon, I, listeners. I believe, and I think we've seen that you talk about history being a barometer. Um, only leaders with backbones can make a real change, especially in a serious situation like this. So, you know, you mentioned Merkel. Maybe we'd consider, you know, uh, maybe she's got somewhat of a backbone. I don't know. You know, we'd have to evaluate whether, in fact, we think she well, does. That's if she stays in power. Right. But the majority of those in, in key positions for this battle. I believe do not have what it takes, which is to which is okay, us. which is good because we, d- you need those characters, and those characters can propel us to a, to a culling of Europe again, and a lot of death and a lot of destruction. So it's maybe better that we have these somewhat limp-wristed leaders right now that don't want to make these very tough decisions, and we'll just let it keep on going. Y- 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 it's y- a Chamberlain situation. Y- you know? y- excuse the sports reference. You make it sound like the New York Knicks. You know, let's clean house, get to the rock bottom, and then you know, then we'll rebuild society. I wouldn't want to see us go back. To I it. understand, but that's what it sounds like. like it's, you know, it's not going to. Like be. You, you, it sounds like you're saying that that would be acceptable if need be. You know, to, to the, solve this. The, the chance of getting attacked by a terrorist attack is, is close to zero. In the world, it's it's a very small, right, more of a chance of getting hit by a car correct, crossing the street. Correct, the whole routine, correct, right? correct, correct. So, so last time, look what it did last time. After nine eleven, we went into to 
Afghanistan that's one thing, but we went into Iraq and look what it started, look what it's left us. It's left us in a terrible position. The, the Middle East has become the Wild West. You've got ISIS that have taken over large parts of Iraq and large parts of Syria. They're, they're, they're calling people to their flag in great numbers, young, not the smartest people running to the banner of, of jihad. And that's an America, we have a little bit to blame because of that. We are, we are Bush's policies were a little bit to blame because of, course, of that. I we agree can't take it away. So for every action, there's a reaction. And that reaction has propelled, started a chain of not such good reactions. And under the banner of ISIS or the Islamic Caliphate, we could see ourselves heading towards something much more than we've seen for many, many years when it's just been factions fighting for their name to get out there and for, for press. <sighs> to, be, uh, to be continued and I guess to be seen what will happen in this amazing world of ours. I thank you for joining me here today. Thank you very much for having me. Henry Stimler. You can check him out on Twitter, at Henry Stimler. And as I said, places like the Algaminer, Expat Nation, Times of Israel, uh, print his work. He is, uh, an, an, aside from being an entrepreneur, he's a historian and a keen observer of what's happening, especially on the European continent. More coming up on this very interesting Thursday. This is JM in the AM. Uh,
Maccabees with uh, Marabu. Well, we told you we'd find out the real story in terms of the weather in Jerusalem. And Alex Herman, of course, is uh, at the Inbal Hotel. We always check in with him. That's where our uh, studios are when we are broadcasting from the center of Jerusalem. He's vice president for sales and marketing. And uh, we'll find out, in fact, if his staff had to find creative ways to push the snow around this week. We know in Israel they don't just shovel it. They find creative ways to get rid of it. Alex Herman, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Good morning. Alex, you'll remember back at the blizzard of December of 2013, I was marveling how uh, the, the squeegee, uh, the sponge squeegee uh, mops and the brooms, those were the methods being used to get rid of the snow. There was not a snow shovel to be found in the center of Jerusalem. What's it like this time around? Did any snow actually stick to the streets of Jerusalem? Well, you know what? Today is a lovely day in Jerusalem. You still can see some snow. It's still white outside. But on the same time, blue skies and uh, the sun is out there, so it is a great day in Jerusalem. Too. Put it put it in American perspectives for us. Did you get an inch of snow, or more, or less? Uh, it was about an inch. An inch. Uh, we expected much more than that. We were prepared for a real blizzard. <laughs> uh, but thank God, it wasn't a blizzard. We had some snow. It was pretty much chilly yesterday. But it was no, there was no big deal. Yeah, you knew if I wasn't in town, the weather wouldn't be rough enough. That 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 we've learned many many times already. Alex Herman is with us. Yeah. You actually, in preparation, you actually said to people to uh, to get out of the cold and warm up at the Inbal. You put together, you actually, yes. you actually took advantage and put together a snow special for people over this blizzard. You know what we told people? We told them to bring swimming, uh, to go to swim at our kitted and covered swimming pool. <laughs> Even today and yesterday, when people asked, what are we going to do when it's going to be snowing? I said, well, go outside and enjoy the swimming pool. So it might be so cold. It's, it's it, weird, but that's how it is. It might be cold in Jerusalem, but it's warm in the pool, huh? That's right. That's, that's, good, right. To, that's good to know. All right. It, this is, by the way, I mean, you realize that a week from today, the yeshiva break begins. And snow, yeah. snow or not, we would have brought you on the air because you're going to be greeting a lot of our listeners starting a week from today in Jerusalem. We are prepared and looking forward to see all our returning guests and the new ones who are coming back for our intercession for the Yeshiva break. I mean, is this a big one? As Yeshiva breaks go, is this one of your best ones ever? I mean, are people still traveling to Israel at a good rate from our area? People still traveling, coming with families and missions and coming to visit their uh, with their kids 
uh, Jerusalem, and yeah, we're all looking forward for that. All right, Baruch Hashem. So that starts a week from today. Obviously, most yeshivas in the quote-unquote yeshiva league are off starting on Wednesday afternoon of next week, and that's when the big vacation begins. Obviously, those who are off in December, uh, they may get a day or two during this period of time, but uh, otherwise... Uh, it'll be a big January vacation. Uh, what else do you have coming up? I mean, I know that obviously uh, you're taking reservations for Pesach right now. Anything else we should know about? Well, you still have the whole winter with us, and people are coming, and we're looking for the families to come and spend some time in Jerusalem. Um, we have conferences, conventions, mitzvah trips, and others. So there's still time till Pesach. And yes, people should make their reservations now. We have various of packages for them. And we expect to see as many people coming from the state for Pesach. Do you think do you think there'll be snow on Pesach? That's happened here I, in the New York area. I don't think so. You don't think so? Trust me. I don't think so. You know what? I can even assure you that it's not going to be snowing yeah. on Pesach. It's going to be great. Yeah, well, I learned the lesson last year, and that is even in Yerushalayim, you don't know what the weather's going to be. I can tell you that much. What's with, what's with the webcam? Can we see the webcam and see some of that one inch of snow on the ground right now? Where is the webcam? On the roof of the inball? The webcam is on the roof of the Inbal on top of our executive lounge on the ninth floor, and you're absolutely right. You can see what's happening in Jerusalem. And you know what? Last year when we had the big blizzard, we all looked at that, and I decided whether to come to the hotel or not based on the webcam. You that, can see what's happening in Jerusalem right now. You're a smart man. That's what I should be doing. I should be looking at your webcam instead of guessing all morning long whether there's really snow <laughs> in Yerushalayim or not. It looks. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like overcast weather. looks like it's raining or so. And I see a little bit of white. There are a couple of areas that still have some snow yep. on the ground, uh, but uh, obviously it's pretty clear. And and if your uh, if your staff does decide to uh, uh, create the interesting and creative methods to get rid of the snow, I guess we we would probably see it there on the Inbal webcam. So that webcam is right next to where we broadcasted from. It's literally there on the porch, right? You're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. there you go. Looked a lot different that day. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was summertime. It, yeah. yeah, it was bright sunshine and great weather. But hey, who's complaining? You're in Yerushalayim. Who is complaining? All right, Alex Herman is vice president of sales and marketing at the Inbal Hotel. Now we have a real update about what type of snow is on the ground. By the way, you have people who work with you who live in Gush Etzion. Were they able to make it to Yerushalayim today or not? No, they're home with their kids enjoying the snow. So they really do have a couple of inches at least, if not yes, more. They yes, they do. Yeah. All right. So the whole snow thing was not a uh, was not a stunt, everybody. There are areas of Israel that really did get hit. Uh, Alex, a week from today, you're going to start greeting a lot of our listeners. Do me a favor. Number one, send them regards. Number two, tell them to make sure to put the uh, NSN app on their phones so they could listen to JM and the AM even when they're staying at the Inbal next week. And I thank you for that. With great pleasure. Be well and shalom, shalom. You too, Litro. Bye-bye. Litro. There he is. Alex Herman takes good care of us in Israel. I can imagine what the studio on that patio looks like right now. Combination of snow and rain and all that. By the time we get there in March, hopefully it'll be uh, cleared up. I have a feeling it will be. I don't know if he believed me when I told him that that there was snow Pesach in the uh, New York area one year. In fact, more than one year. We've had snow either uh, Erev Pesach or on Pesach, but he doesn't anticipate that happening in Yerushalayim, at least not this time around. 18 minutes before 9 o'clock, it's JM and the AM. This comes from 8th Day. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if it's fast, I like it. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. 
אנחנו מאמין בני מאמינים, ואין לנו על מי להישואין, ואין לנו על מי להישואין.
Kadosh CD entitled, uh, uh, the song rather, entitled Matovu. Ari Boyanju with Mauzi, heard the Mazamrim Choir with Mari Cohen, and Eighth Day had Ma Minim in there from their live album. Four minutes before 9 o'clock, JM in the AM. Don't forget, coming up, Charlie Harari with The Boardroom. He'll be up next between 9 and 10 uh, Eastern Time on our stream at uh, jmtheam.org. Uh, Allison Josephs with the guys from Sharing Seats, an amazing not-for-profit. She'll speak with them coming up 10 o'clock on Jew in the City Speaks. Miriam L. Wallach, February 5th is the OU Job Fair. She's got an amazing program on that topic of starting a second career and advice for how to dress for your first interview that's coming up between 10.30 and 11 o'clock. 1 p.m. for Leora Zamek. Both a nutritionist and a life coach on the topic of New Year's resolutions. And as we said tonight, Michael Fragan returns with an amazing edition of Spin Class. If you're into city politics, state politics, if you're curious about the Staten Island congressional seat, make sure to be tuned in tonight between 6 and 7 on our stream at jmtheam.org. Michael Fragan and Spin Class. Wrapping up with the featured entertainer at this coming Sunday night's Hask concert. Here he is, Yaakov Shweki.
brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Special welcome to those tuned in on the NSN app around the world. Much appreciated. Great day on our stream all day long, jmtheam.org. Make sure to keep it right here. Tomorrow we're back. The weekly update starts at 7.40 tomorrow morning. My thanks to Henry Stimler, um, world observer and political commentator. My thanks to Alex Herman and the Inbal, uh, the Inbal Cam, which helped us prove whether or not there is a snow on the ground in Yerushalayim. <laughs> My thanks to him. Tomorrow morning we're back and we start at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us for an amazing Erev Shabbos experience. And until then, Achim Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.